Hello, I'm Buzz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about kite crime, a mirthful Murray, a skip full of dogs, and a captain's bum. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. <laughs> You've thrown me now. Uh, I've confused you, haven't I? <laughs> Don't you just hate it when people say Happy New Year this late into the year? Oh, I feel, I feel stupid now. I was saying it <laughs> on Monday to loads of people at training. Monday? Monday, that's fine. Like If it's the first time you've seen people. but it's Well, like... you, can't, you can't say it to them again. No, just... <laughs> it's the 9th of January now when we're recording. It's so <laughs> late into the year. You can't be saying Happy New Year at this point. Ha- Happy New Year. You, you missed your chance. <laughs> first thing we're going to talk about this week is Formula E, which makes its return in the new year. Big old gap between races. Well, they've got to charge the batteries, haven't they? Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> They're like those uh, old, very first electric cars that you could drive for about <laughs> 10 minutes you know, to charge up for a whole day. <laughs> um, for those of you who followed my tip to watch the first, the first race of the season, you were treated to an absolute cracker. It was very good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Where was it? Uh, the first one was in Ad-Diria. Ad- I don't know how you say it. It's in Saudi Arabia. Ad-Diria? Yeah, fine. Um, and it was won by Antonio Felix da Costa. Oh, good name. Which many people were very happy about because apparently he's been like uh, the unlucky loser type guy who always second, always the bridesmaid. And hadn't won for years and years. Um, oh, wait. Nicest guy, on, nicest guy on the grid. Those sort you of say guys. years and years. How long has he been going? About three years. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. hasn't won for a year and year. <laughs> but I wonder he's been going for a while. I don't know how long he's not won for, but that was the impression I kind of got from from his podium yeah. uh, thing. And everyone was kind of congratulating him, going to him and saying, oh, well done and everything. But uh, John Eric Verne came second. Former, oh, yeah. Uh, for, uh, former Formula One. I can never say that. Former Formula One driver. It's not often you do say it. I say it a lot in this podcast, <laughs> weirdly. I never say it in my regular life. Maybe that's the problem. Don't get enough practice. Um, but he was second in his uh, Tachita car, which they're not well. not on the Formula One grid. But <laughs> but that is the car to beat from what I could see. The cheaters. The cheaters, yeah. <laughs> the Australian car. And no, he was rapid. He had a stop-go penalty and still managed to feel, finish second. He had a stop-go penalty like 10 laps from the end. Weirdly, though, a few things that I noticed. I thought all the cars were meant to be the same. No, they are. So they're all got similar engines, I think, and similar battery power, but they are built by different teams uh right so apparently the discrepancy between the cars is not supposed to be as as big as it is in formula one not how it looked to me (laughs) (laughs) unless john mcverin is just an incredible driver i don't know he he is uh, he was quite a good formula one driver but he was so quick um the the other cheetah didn't come third though to be fair it came like fifth i think in the race so maybe maybe it's just him maybe he was making it look good um but yeah, he looks like the guy to be, and he's my tip of the week to win the championship of the year, I think. Win, win, win 
he was he's the reigning champion and he looks very good to go and win it again um a few things jumped out at me from watching the first race of the season it was time limited not a lap limited so there was it was a 45 minute race with and then they do one lap once the so once the leader goes through the checkered flag you see what I mean? yeah. so once the 45 minutes have gone they checkered flag and they do one more lap after that and that's the end of the race right so it's like a little soft cap at the end of the race which i thought was interesting it was very very frenetic i found and maybe that was to do with the coverage because uh, and it was it is like a adiriad was like a street circuit it was very tight there wasn't yeah. much overtaking so the camera was just cutting here, there, and everywhere. I couldn't tell what was going on. And maybe because I didn't recognize the cars or the drivers or the colors and things, it felt like it was zipping all over the place it, all the time. It's, it's aimed at a younger generation than us. That's true. Who, yeah, yeah, people who with want the like, shorter attention span. Yeah, shorter attention yeah. span, instant gratification. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. It was, it was all over the place. But still very enjoyable, I thought. I mean, the coverage had a little bit, to desire um the bbc coverage there was they were kind of talking over the team radio a lot which uh, is a big annoyance for me in in formula one when they do that so that that could do with a bit of tightening up it was only on the red button as well i didn't realize this you couldn't you can't watch it on regular tv uh, it's on online younger on the generation isn't that's it? it yeah they're all on their computers and their tablets all they're the time all on their buttons tapping their ipods or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um there's a few good things I thought that it could be moved into uh, Formula One. The attack mode thing that we talked about a few weeks ago, um, where you have to drive offline to oh, yes. build up the yeah. battery. That isn't what it isn't what I thought it was when we talked about it to start with. But when, it's still called attack mode. It is called attack oh, mode. That's, that's right then. It's cool, yeah. It's got <laughs> it's got the cool name. <laughs> so each driver has two attack modes that they can use or they have to use throughout the race then it gives you a certain extra amount of power like an extra 100 kilowatts of power or something they were telling me all this in the race but i, I couldn't keep track of it. it's like when coulthard tells you i, I need coulthard <laughs> there telling me that he's got 75 kilos of fuel so that's equivalent to one passenger in your car <laughs> <laughs> um but there was no one of that so i had no idea what they're saying when 100 kilowatts of power i don't know how much that is but it was it's like 33 kettles Oh, okay. So you could boil thirty-three cups of tea with with one engine. Yeah, what you're saying. How many light bulbs could it power? Uh, well, it depends on the light bulb. If it's a sixty wattage, yeah. if it's a sixty watt light bulb. But how? When it says a sixty watt light bulb, how long is that for? Is that an hour? Ah, uh, it needs like watts per hour. Watts per hour. That that's what you need to know. That is what I need to know. <laughs> and it's on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know I don't have any light bulbs You're an electric man. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, attack mode. So they had two attack modes that they could use or had to use throughout the race. They were mandatory. And to turn them on, to turn the attack mode on, you have to drive. So you came around a corner and rather than like fade into the outside like they normally do that in a racing line, you had to go to the inside of the corner. So you had to go a big way out of the way to turn it on. Right. And it was really difficult because a couple of the drivers tried to do it and missed <laughs> it. Missed. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! There's a, there's like two lines that you have to go across, and the TV graphics like show it up as like like uh, yeah, up as see, green yeah. and stuff. And uh, a couple of them, yeah, hit the first line or hit the second line, but didn't hit the first line. <laughs> and so, uh, so that they need to work on that a little bit. But it, it is new. If, so. if it's mandatory, yeah, and you don't use it, 
Mm. Does somebody have a button to just all <laughs> <laughs> the power? Car, car explodes. <laughs> oh, right. so, I thought you meant they were like disqualified, <laughs> like the wheels fell off or something. <laughs> I think that'd be good. I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> um, uh, another thing about the presentation, the so you know on Sky where they have the players walking towards the screen. Oh yeah, they, they had that and look really awkward doing it. They had that right, but. They had multiple ones. So when something good happened, so like you've set a fastest lap, they were like smiling and doing thumbs up and stuff. But when, <laughs> they, when they crashed, <laughs> they all came on doing little sad faces and like little droopy hangdog faces. Ten, it was ten, so ten, funny. Ten that you've crashed. No, worse crash than that. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was just lying down, <laughs> crying to his teeth. Ten your dog was in the car. <laughs> oh no, no. Horrendous. Um, so I think there's a lot of good points to it and I do think it is it's very different to Formula 1 and it is kind of a little bit gimmicky in places yeah but not I don't think in a bad way it's still at the end of the day it is just racing and there's a lot there's not much um, team input I don't think it didn't seem like there was as much sort of the team talking to them strategy yeah strategy in fact it was more go out there and drive and drive for 45 minutes and see how you get on like that that was what it seemed to me <laughs> and they kind of reflect that in how the championship is scored they've got points for qualifying so if you qualify on pole you get three championship points oh that's clever quite that's a good. lot yeah because it's 20 i think it's 25 points for a win so three points for a pole is is a lot in comparison isn't it really so but you also get a point for doing the fastest lap saying the fastest lap in the race that's cool so that is another another little like another thing to aim at basically yeah so if you get all three of those you're getting a big old win that's yeah. a way to jump at the table i thought it was very good uh next race is marrakesh on saturday which is probably going to be at about the same time as this podcast is dropping so listen to us listen to us first and then go and watch the formula e. that's what <laughs> my recommendation <laughs> backseat coaches presents wwe bracket s Yes, we're back for World's Weirdest Events. Yeah, bracket sports. Wait. Oh, yeah, that is right. <laughs> I thought you said it wrong. Um, I forgot what it stood for. I guess we should start with names. What, how else are we going to know what to call each other? I can't remember what you went with last week. Mm, the port? No. No, I don't remember. Oh, don't, the Bobby Dazzler. The Bobby Dazzler. The Bobby That's Dazzler. right. Do you remember what you went with? Uh... Stig of the Rump. Stig of the Rump, that's Stig right. How could I have forgotten that? It's staring right at me. <laughs> and the smell. <laughs> um, I've got two for you this week. <laughs> Wipe your bum before you come in. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Two for you this week. Right. Um, the last two WWEs have been, um, have been about throwing things that's true they throwing have felled, mm. throwing food throwing felled <laughs> so with that in mind the first option you have this week is hurl hogan hurl hogan that's very good i like it wrestling style i do look a bit like hulk hogan as well if you seen my hair <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's coming back to the w i've heard that he's like 68 isn't he or something he's ridiculous <laughs> and the rest <laughs> yeah he was big in the 60s wasn't he <laughs> Still him, pretty big. Him and the Beatles. <laughs> Just, if anything, he's bigger. Is he? I haven't seen him recently. A lot of time out. <laughs> he's eating a lot of time out. <laughs> I doubt you get them in America. 
Don't no, seem like not. a You don't seem that much here anymore, do you, a timeout? I don't. No. I'll bring one next week. Yeah. That'd be nice. The second um, suggestion, mm. the second uh, wrestling name yep. comes from Emma. Ooh. She was with me when I was writing these notes. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, think of a wrestler name for Boz. Oh, this is going to be really insulting. And it? just like, straight off the bat, <laughs> you could call it like a stroke of inspiration. Yeah. Um, a stroke of genius, just <laughs> you could just really snappy, like... <laughs> and she went with fat Boz. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she so mean to me? Do, do you want that one? <laughs> do I want to be fat Boz any more than I already am? <laughs> I'll be Hurl Hogan then, shall I? Thanks, I Emma. Think you will be. <laughs> oh well, after that rudeness, <laughs> I've got three for you. Lots of choice for you. I've gone for a musical theme this week. Mm. Don't know why. Just felt like it. Came up with the first one. I thought, oh, do it all musical. First one, the death metal daredevil. Oh, I like, like that one. You like your death metal, don't you? You've I got do. Your long, long, Am I alliteration? Yeah, you got your long hair. His signature is the metal mosher, and he just headbutts <laughs> somebody with his long hair back and forth, back and forth for hours. And that's his finisher. <laughs> um, second one, the portly punk rocker. Poorly. Yeah. It's just a nice word. It is a nice word. <laughs> I do like the word poorly. It doesn't get enough use these days, I don't think. People aren't described as portly very often. No, no they're chubby now. <laughs> yeah. Big fat wankers, what they call these days. <laughs> so you can be the portly punk rocker. He's a bit of a joke character. Do you remember like those joke wrestlers who'd come in? Yeah. Like the, the Irish guy. What was his name? Ken Shamrock? No, no, he was a real wrestler. <laughs> there was an Irish, I think it was his manager in the WWE and he used to just come into the ring sometimes and he'd just get smacked about like, <laughs> he'd come in like try to look job. after him and get beaten up um, so that's you um, and the third one is Blind Billy Bullshit he's a jazz a jazz musician <laughs> blind obviously I see, I see what you've done there <laughs> and his finisher is the jazz javelin which is like a spear tackle but you have to use jazz hands at the same time Okay, you thought a lot into I did their moves. Yeah, um, um, it's going to have to be the portly punk the rocker. Portly punk rocker. It's it, definitely the most descriptive of you, isn't it? To be fair. And if I was if I was going to be a wrestler, it would be a joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It works on many levels. So we've eaten into this segment quite long <laughs> we already. Have. Um, Worth it. This week's. World's weirdest event, bracket sport. Yep. Comes from Sanjo, Japan. Mm. It is. This could be weird. It, or it could be incredible. Or both. Uh, it is kite battling. Ooh! I like the sound of this already. So the kites are sort of your regular hexagonal kite oh, okay not is... like the big like dragon kites you can get and stuff no like okay um generally made from thin paper stretched across bamboo but mm. the lines are sharpened with a coating of crushed glass with rice glue crushed glass yeah or or and you can use metal lines or attach knives or blades to the line or kite so when you say lines, do you mean the string that is holding it on? Yes. What? <laughs> say that last bit again. It was met. So the lines are sharpened with a coating of crushed glass with rice glue. Yeah. Or you can use a metal line. 
Oh, okay. Right, a metal, a whole metal line. Yeah. That's going to weigh you down, Or you can surely. attach knives and blades to the line or kite. <laughs> How do you get them up whole in the air? knives? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Run with it. Run with it. <laughs> Don't go too near it, though. What's up with that kid? <laughs> so, um, it's essentially, the idea is to cut the line of your opponent. Okay. So, you... There are several tactics you can use, um, along with sort of manipulating the prevailing winds to Ooh. cut the opponent's line to win. In multiple kite fighting matches, mm. it's a last man standing type oh, of like a battle royale. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, another discipline which sounds incredibly difficult is to <laughs> capture, is the capture competition. So mm. you use your kite to slice through the opponent's line. Right. And encircle the trailing line of the cut kite so that you are then flying both kites. No way. And the competition ends when you land their kite. In midair, you have to like tangle it up yeah. and then chop it and then bring it down. Yeah. That is unreal. I assume people do this and it's just not, it's, it's, it's not a, <laughs> No it's one's a, ever done it. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever won this <laughs> and competition. And if you can, you can try this. <laughs> So, that sounds incredible. I'm going to find a YouTube video of that because <laughs> that sounds unbelievable. Um, kite battling originated uh, around the 17th century or mm. the kite battling in Sanjo, Japan, okay. started around the 17th century. Right. Um, it The first weekend of June is the Sanjo Great Kite Battle. Oh, good. We've got plenty of time to practice then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get, with... get our knives stuck to our kites. <laughs> Has approximately 20 teams enter okay. across two days. Wow, that's not many. Um, and what they tend to do in this competition mm. is in team matches, you get one point for entangling and causing the opponent's kite to fall. Uh-huh. Three points for a mid-air cut. So you cut their line. Cutting the line, yeah. Or five points for an outstanding mid-air cut. As judged by the judges. Uh, so it's got to be something incredible. Yeah. Where I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything more incredible anything than more just incredible. cutting somebody's yeah. line. Like, how is it going to be outstanding? Maybe if you like fake them out and like they think you're going to go from someone else. And then, yeah, yeah. And then someone else comes through and nails them. Or, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that there's incredible commentary for this. Yeah. And it's going to all be in <laughs> Japanese and I'm going to understand a word of it. Um, in 2016, East Sanjo Satsuki team won oh, okay. their sixth consecutive uh, oh, Sanjo Great Kite Battle Championship. Dynasty. Yeah. They're like Team Sky. I haven't seen who's won the last two years, though. Oh, okay. Um, but so they are they are like the team, though. They are the team to beat. Yeah. They're still going, are they? They're still going every year. Yes. Oh, they are I reckon still competing. we're going to have to train up. Get, we're going to get some real ringers. On our team, <laughs> <laughs> you get the Michael Jordan of t- of kite battling. <laughs> so in um, Japan, it's highly regarded it's mm. as a sport. Okay. In Pakistan, it is very popular, but not so well regarded. Oh, really? Especially as in 2007, there were 11 kite-related deaths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was joking about chasing a kid down the beach. <laughs> so. Most of those were from people concentrating too hard on their kites and, like, walking off the edge of a building. I shouldn't laugh. 
<laughs> but that's really funny. But others, others were from like people being cut, being attacked by their own kite. By a I mean, kite, you live by the kite, you die by the kite, I suppose. But but it is still very popular. Yeah, so popular that um, the police <laughs> police have been told to confiscate kites and arrest people for kite battling. Oh, it's like underground. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say they have their own kites. <laughs> if they saw people kite battling, you get involved, police. So if Ooh, yeah, if hot. you're into the underground scene, yeah. go go to Pakistan. Yep. Very popular. Yep. Otherwise, I will see you on the first weekend of June in Sanjo, Japan. It's a date. When you fly, you feel something. You're controlling it. Something you're maneuvering it. It listens to you. It works with you. And then you see somebody else's kite there. You get jealous. You want to cut it. Hello? Is Andy Murray here? And I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. To coming back from hip injury. It's Bob's impression of the week. Just you and Oh, boy, back round to real life. Oh, and real life is sad. It is sad, isn't it? (laughs) Andy Murray is on his way back, though, isn't he? He's on the sort of comeback path, if if he can. We spoke about him last week, about whether he'll ever get back to uh, the high heights of of the game. He's coming into the Australian Open unseeded, so he could... He's used his protective protected ranking hasn't he to, yes. to be able to play yes so yeah it's not so much well i guess it is a protected ranking but it's not enabled him to be seeded no in the tournament so he is coming in unseeded so it's gonna it could be a tough first round for him you could just don't be a know. short tournament yeah unfortunately but he's going to elongate it by playing novak Djokovic beforehand in a little practice match isn't he yes on the the margaret court a little warm arena. Up. yeah so apparently the they're going to open up the stadium for people to come in and just watch as like an exhibition match, effectively. That'll be interesting because I, I imagine Murray will, particularly if he's being watched by many people, he'll push himself quite hard. Yeah, he'll probably try and turn it on here. And... But, <laughs> I mean, that's either good or bad. He needs to be able yeah. to push himself, doesn't he? Yes. And I imagine Djokovic won't be pushing himself 100% because he'll be no. saving himself for, for the tournament. So I, I think... There's a good chance It'd he might win it because yeah. he. I do think Djokovic will take it easy, and given that it's, I mean, it's they're calling it a practice match, yeah, but effectively it's an exhibition, yeah. So there's a good chance Murray might win, and it might be the last time we ever see Murray beat Djokovic feasibly. So worth, yes. worth tuning in, <laughs> worth getting tickets if you're out there. I must say, with um, his sort of drop in form, mm. we have seen. Um, if anything, an increase in humour from Andy Murray. I saw this, yeah. Uh, on Instagram, he yeah. posted a picture of him next to the Australian Open trophy <laughs> yeah. uh, with the caption, uh, it's the closest he'll ever get yeah. after being a five-time runner-up. He, he, his hashtag was something like five times a loser or something like that. Uh, yeah, good lad, Andy. I, I, I used to rag on him really badly for having no sense of humour. I do think he is actually turned into actually quite a funny bloke and like maybe because there's less pressure on him yeah, to be maybe like that's what it is. um 
yeah, less pressure on him to perform mm. and less pressure on him to be like a role model, seeing as he's not yeah, that's in true. the public eye, so not he's allowed to have a little bit of a joke. Yeah. And but maybe, we like to see it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, I always enjoy a sports person being able to poke fun at themselves, especially, because there is a, a kind of machismo about top level sports yeah. I think a lot of the time so when they can take a step back and have a laugh at themselves is, is always good to see and well five time a runner up all you can do is laugh <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you'd cry <laughs> um, so Murray coming into Australian Open maybe not likely to do anything world beating you never know but not not likely let's have a look at the other sort of British hopefuls that so partisanship staying in the men's Draw Carl mm. Edmund. Yeah. He yeah, so he he's fourteenth in the world. He's should be on seedings, should be looking at getting to the quarterfinals, shouldn't he really? Or last sixteen at least. Yeah. Um, his yeah, preparation has been disrupted by a knee injury. He withdrew yeah. from the Sydney International. He did. And the tournament before didn't have a great showing either, mm. I don't think. Yeah, so he withdrew from the Sydney one, but I saw on BBC that he was uh, practicing with Roger Federer yesterday. Oh, is it? Yeah, on his birthday, apparently, his 24th birthday. Eating cake, of all things, but we know from last week that tennis players need a lot of calories. So, hmm, probably sensible. Good on him. Carbo-loading, isn't (laughs) it? Um, But yeah, he said uh, no pain from the knee um, in in that practice session, so that's good news. Uh, I did see that uh, Cameron Norrie is also Cameron qualified. Cameron Norrie, he's the big lad for me. He, in Auckland at the moment, he's playing the Auckland, Auckland International, I think it's yeah. called. He's into the quarterfinals at time of recording and beat Zhao Souza, who's the world number 49. Uh, Cameron Norrie is 93rd in the world. So that's a big victory for him. He's my big tip going forwards for tennis. Maybe not, not necessarily for the Australian. Yeah. But I've... I've only watched him once, but it was enough to know that he is going to be a star, I think. No, he may, may not get to Andy Murray levels, but I do think he's going to be a top 30 player for sure. Greg Rizetsky levels at the very least. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he looks a bit like Rizetsky. <laughs> he's got a lovely headband that he likes to wear. I'm a big fan of it. I like him a lot, Cameron Murray. Left-hander as well, which is a bit unusual. Always uh, a benefit. Throws people a little bit, doesn't Does. it? Yeah. That's why... Nadal, that's why Nadal plays left-handed. Yeah, I mean, he had the choice, didn't he? he could... I think his uncle said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, uncle. <laughs> Don't beat me. <laughs> With your left hand. <laughs> On the women's side of the draw. <laughs> Second impression of the week. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> and the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, Conta <laughs> should be GB's best hope. but You would she, think so, but... Sort of Starting again almost with yeah, her she's, technique. I, I don't think she's going to be a big hope for the Australian. She withdrew twice from the same tournament in Hobart Yes, with neck injury. <laughs> yeah. um, she withdrew earlier on from neck injury from a different tournament as well, didn't she? So she's got some problems. Yeah, twice. she withdrew and then uh, got through as a lucky yeah, loser. Whoever chose that yeah. is just <laughs> a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, well, come on, come back, come back. <laughs> and then, oh... We've retired. What, what do you mean you're retiring? You're still injured. <laughs> so she made a load of money out of it, I guess, because they're getting to the first round of a tournament. You yeah. make more money. Yeah, I think she she doesn't look like she's going to be competing. She doesn't look ready yet, no. Though, which is fine. Fair enough. Like, she's going to have to have a little bit of time to re-gear her game, apparently. So yeah. hopefully she comes back stronger, um, looking towards sort of Wimbledon, French Open sort of time. That's, that's what we're hoping. But Watson and uh, is it Katie Bolter? Katie Bolter, yeah. 
both qualified. Yeah. Bit surprised Watson's qualified. She hasn't. She went out in the first round of the last tournament. That was the Hobart tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So she has done well to qualify, I think. Um, yeah, she's not really been at the top of uh, tennis, really, has she recently? Um, I haven't. I really haven't seen that much about her, to be honest. Read, no. read a little bit about her in the lead up to Australia, but really not nothing world shattering. So I'd say she probably isn't looking at the top of the <laughs> the game to be getting to the finals. I, I. It'd be good if she got past the second round. Yeah, that would be probably a big a big bonus for her. Yeah. Um, it's a shame how she's kind of slid yeah. out, of, out of contention. Looked really. like a high hope. Yeah, times. and was as well. She got far. She's got yeah. far in Wimbledon. Pushed, uh, was it Venus or Serena, to that like epic three-setter yeah. at, at Wimbledon. I think it was Serena, wasn't it? They pushed her really hard to into the third set and then just about lost it. I think I had a feeling if she'd won that game, what that match, she might have gone on to bigger things. Yeah. That might have been the sort of defining point of her career. Uh, the fact that she didn't go on to actually win, yeah, when she made all that progress and massive effort. It would have been sort of put her on the map a little bit, yeah, but didn't quite make it, and yeah, still sort of languishing a little bit. So, who do we think will win it? Yeah. Who do you think can win it? Tournament as a whole. Well, if you look at the women's first, yeah, because the women's is a little bit sparse at the top of the game at the moment. I mean, Serena is going to be there bidding for a 24th major yeah and that would equal margaret court's record or she's already the the record holder in the open era it would equal margaret court's record which of all of, time yeah crossed over from the amateur to the open era so she obviously is gonna be hot favorite as she always is now when whenever she's at a tournament she's hot favorite yeah understandably um but behind her i mean there's naomi osaka who beat her in the u.s open final i yeah i think there, there already seems like quite a lot of pressure on her to yeah. uh, repeat. I mean, I think she'll do well. Did you see the reception she got in Japan yeah. after winning the US Open? It was huge. They, they are huge fans of her. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, particularly. I, on I think she'll do well, but I can't see her winning it, to be honest. Uh, she could. She definitely could, I think. Mm. she. I, I really like the way she comes across in interviews she seems yeah. very humble and kind of like she's still a kid yeah she's in so many ways she's still very very young and but she's so talented that i think if she can put it together again the way she did in the us open she could easily go on to win it but it is a big ask yeah to, to win again to win back-to-back majors at such a young age but last year uh wozniaki and Halep both broke their like hoodoos the ducks, yeah. of uh not winning a grand slam like, a major so yeah both of those looking a little bit in fitness trouble uh wasn't revealed in september i think that she's got yeah. rheumatoid arthritis which is a big yeah big blow to a tennis player especially with the grip and thing it's it's such an important part of your game she's she thinks that she's going to be able to to manage it um but she hasn't been tested on a major yeah tournament since since finding out really so she she I would love to see her when I really like Wozniacki. She seems yeah. really um, like a good egg, but a little bit of a, a tough one for her. Uh, we were just talking about Halep. Halep, she also came back from injury, so and she crashed out of the, the warm-up tournament in the first round. Yeah. So not looking great for her either. So to challenge her, maybe Muguruza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kerber, they're both around. Oh, yeah, Kerber. Kerber said that she's 
targeting France because it's the only one she hasn't won. Um, but she's, nobody she's, wants she's, to win this tournament. I know. So Serena, just give her the tournament, give yeah. her the trophy, keep her happy. <laughs> All the umpires would be very happy with that. They? <laughs> yeah, they certainly would be. Um, <laughs> men's tournament. Very briefly on the men's. Yeah. No Del Potro. No. That's, that's the big news. Everyone else is in. Del Potro's not. No. So I'm not going to bother watching the men's. <laughs> We're out. Uh, I I think it's going to be between Djokovic and Zverev. Zverev is my tip, I think. He's the outsider of the, the big ones left. Yeah. I think he's the one to go for. I think Djokovic has got a good chance of winning it, but he's won two majors in a row, hasn't he, Djokovic? Yeah, and in doing so, only lost one in 32 matches. Yeah. That's a good record. Yeah, it definitely record. is. But I think... I do think if he comes up against Nadal Federer, he's probably going to beat them. I think yeah. if he comes up against Zverev, it's a different game. It's, he's yeah. not played Zverev in a high high power game yet. So I think I really rate Zverev, having watched him at that ATP tournament. Yeah. I didn't think he was that good when I saw him before, but the way he plays in that uh, and the way he handled himself as well yeah. in the ATP tournament really bodes well for the future. I think so. He's my tip of the week. Worth a shout. Yeah. In cricketing news, we haven't got a cricket segment of this week's podcast, so we had to squeeze it in somewhere. <laughs> um, Dale Steyn, South African fast uh, bowler, fast bowler, went past the South African record for highest test wicket taker by taking mm-hmm. his 422nd wicket in the Boxing Day test. Took his 422nd wicket, passing Sean Pollock, who's affectionately known as Polly, which made me think of a game called... Tom Brady's Dogs Record Store. Do you like dogs and skips or crocs and gallows? Either way, with a place for you right here at Brady's Dogs Record Shop. I have no idea what this could be. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Remember what Tom Brady's record store had in it? <laughs> Awful think about, questions. Think about what his dog might have had in it. <laughs> okay, so thinking of Polly, I thought of a parrot. And then I thought, oh, what sort of records? Sports been- records yeah. by animals. Animal sports records. You've got it. <laughs> um, let's get straight into it, shall we? Question one. The most basketball slam dunks by a parrot in one minute. I've got a multiple choice for you this time, so don't worry. Is it A, 10, B, 17, or C, 22? Did you see a video? I didn't have this one, actually. No, I didn't watch the video of this mm. one. There is a video of it. Again, I'll post all these on the website. Cause it would depend whether he's been handed the balls. Mm, or he says to pick them up and pop them in. Pick them up, pop them in. Mm. Mm. It's a good question. Don't know. Don't know the answer, I'm afraid. The the so the the hoop was sort of yeah, parrot height, so it wasn't really a slam dunk in my estimation. Drop. You should really <laughs> jump 
to do a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> the parrot just More stood there. Drop. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 17. So, it was 10, 17, or 22. This was done by Zach the McCaw in San Jose, California, 2011. In a minute. In one minute. Oh, 24 easily. I can see you doing it, doing it <laughs> in your head, seeing how long it takes you to move your head back and forth. Remember, parrots are very fast as well. You're saying 22. Uh, the highest one. Yeah, the highest one. C, 22 is the right answer. Yeah. Well done. Doing better already. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, I told you. You told you'd be fine at this one. <laughs> Multiple choice, that's what helps, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well done, Zach the McCaw. Question two. The fastest tightrope cross by a dog. Is it A, 18 seconds, B, 31 seconds, or C, th- 43 seconds? Depends how long the tightrope is, doesn't it? I thought this very thing. <laughs> and it didn't have it on the Guinness World Records site. It does not have how long the tightrope has to be. I was like... Well, this is stabbing the dog. It could literally just be a, like... A meter long piece of rope that's not yeah. that's not a type and must... a really wobbly dog <laughs> <laughs> just push him on push him over it he'll be fine <laughs> now i assume they have to walk it on their paws yeah and that maybe there is a regulation length that a tight rope is which every type i mean tight rope walker knows if any type of walkers out there can get in touch and tell us how long a tight rope is That'd be wonderful. And if it's if it's a standard. And get in touch now as well so that Ben can answer this question. And if there's a different standard for animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so along a dog tightrope. <laughs> so Think what? about how long a tightrope is and then just scale it down to a dog, Ben. Well, if it's Come a on. massive dog, you might have to scale it up. Well, I can tell you he was a Border Collie Kelpie cross. Oh, I don't know what a Kelpie is. I've never heard of one. Is, have you heard of a Kelpie? It's like, like kelp. Yeah, seaweed. So he's like, <laughs> of course, between border collies and seaweed. Um, he did this in February 2013 in a shelter in Norfolk. A shelter? Yeah. How big is a shelter? I mean, like a dog shelter, like <laughs> a place where dogs live when they're being sheltered. Um, and how, how high off the ground? That's a very good question. Again, is that a standard? I mean, tight ropists. You yeah, just elucidate this for us. You're going to have to. <laughs> I mean, we could just watch a video, but we're not going to right now. No. Um, what what are the numbers? Eighteen seconds, thirty-one, or forty-three. I think he'd want to get over it very quickly. Eighteen. Yeah, I think if you're going to do it, you're going to do it quick. Close your you? eyes and run. Aussie the border collie, <laughs> Kelpie Cross, did it in eighteen seconds. Oh, is it two in a row? <laughs> Thought it out well. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if you're going to do it, they're just going to tumble across it, aren't they? <laughs> just get over as fast as possible. <laughs> okay, question three. Most tennis balls held in a dog's mouth. Is it A4, B5, or C6? This classic sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> tennis ball. <laughs> Come on. It was Four, hard. five, or six? Four, five, or six. Hmm. It was done by... I don't know how you say this. Augie? A-U-G-I-E? Augie? Augie? A-U-G-I-E. A-U-G-I-E. Pff, however you want. 
Yeah. So Arnie, the golden retriever, <laughs> the golden retriever in Dallas, Texas. Golden retriever. He's a golden retriever. So they're quite big, aren't they? Golden retrievers. But yeah. Not as Do big. they have the biggest mouths? Yeah. So like, I was, I would have thought like, you know, one of those jowly dogs. Yeah. You just fit them in the jowls, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just tuck them in there. I mean, loads in there. So I think he's got the record for being the first person for to... being the dog who's <laughs> done his balls in his mouth. Yeah. Either the first person to try it or the first person to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of these records are, I think. <laughs> For, uh, this, this one was done in 6th of July 2003 so he's oh, a long time record holder good old Augie long st- oh, I'm going to have to go 6 then Ooh, because it's lasted so long Yeah, it's mm, good logic the correct answer Augie the golden retriever held 5 tennis ah. balls in his mouth mm. I'm going to go 5 because I hadn't gone middle yet Yeah, <laughs> that's good thinking <laughs> you should have outthought me in such a way <laughs> Oh, okay. Question four. The farthest distance skateboarded by a goat. Is it A, 37 metres? Oh, sorry, 36 metres. B, 112 metres. Or C, 1.1 kilometre. 37. 36. 36. I misspoke. 112. Or 1.1 kilometer skateboarded by a goat. If if it is actually skateboarding mm-hmm. uh, and not just stood on there and being pushed, mm. I see no reason why it would stop. Like if if an animal enjoys it, why <laughs> why would it not yeah, keep doing it? I think. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Again, I didn't watch the video, but you could. It could be that they just run and jump on. And yeah. it's how long it lasts rather than pushing. Because I think pushing when you've got four legs might be quite hard to balance. Uh, and oh, which way do their knees bend? Upside down, I think. <laughs> is it like one bends forwards and then the back leg bends backwards like a giraffe? <laughs> is, that, is that true? Yeah. Is that how giraffes bend? Yeah. That's weird. I think so. Look it up. <laughs> Later. <laughs> How do giraffes bend? <laughs> tight ropists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a giraffe, giraffe-loving tight ropist, this is an episode for you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I imagine it's probably more likely they run and jump on, so it has to be yeah. 37. You think? Unless he's jumped on at the top of a big hill. 112 metres. It's not that far. On a flat. For it, a goat. it doesn't say it's on a flat. Well, you can't. If they're going to do that, they have to do it both ways and take an average. They have to do it <laughs> up, up and downhill. <laughs> Four meters it was uphill. <laughs> so you're going to go 37. Yeah, I'm going to go 37. Well, 36 it was. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that was the correct answer. <laughs> Happy from Fort Myers, Florida, in March 2012. I'm noticing a little bit of a, a theme here that most of them are American and have nothing better to do. Mm. <laughs> Um, question five. Fastest 10 metres on two legs by a dog. No, oh, interesting. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, answers. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> was it, 84. <laughs> was it A, three seconds, B, 6.5 seconds, or C, 9.5 seconds. 10 metres yep. in three seconds. Oh, that seems too fast, even for a person. Whoa. 
How long does Usain Bolt do it in? <laughs> Usain Bolt must do 10 seconds in yeah. less than a second, isn't it? Yeah. So that's Usain Bolt. Yeah, and we're, I'm basically Usain Bolt. So. <laughs> um, I love chicken dippers. <laughs> basically, like, you can, like, how many calories? <laughs> yeah, day? exactly. We're basically the same person. Um, I got told to eat more today, so... Oh, really? I'm going oh, to take bam. that on board. Yeah, get them chicken dippers. Mm. Oof, I have chicken dippers for tea tonight. Mm. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't had dinner. I had white chocolate for dinner. That is not dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you need more dinner. Um, Listen to your gym master. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i assume your gym works you keep telling me it's like 30 people that you have to fight to get to the end he does it and his dog just walks around yeah. it see yeah, <laughs> pokemon. Pokemon. yeah. i choose you oh, dog. Well, you stopped. what are you walking on two legs for <laughs> oh it's fast though yeah, 10 meters C- can i ask what type of dog you can it was done by jiff a Pomeranian from Topps Kennels. In a Pomeranian, they're little, very little scrappy dogs. dogs. Yeah, I don't think we have many. Pom- Do they have many Pomeranians in England? I think they're like a an abroad dog. Mm. Uh, it was in Grays Lake, Illinois, in 2013, September 2013. <laughs> oh, little legs, little scrappy it's legs. A good start. Yeah. I think they get a good start. Yeah, that's true. But they wouldn't cover much ground in each. But maybe that helps their balance. It would be quite low centre of gravity, wouldn't it? I think it's got to be more than three seconds. What? Six so it's and three, 6.5 or 9.5. 6.5. You think the middle. Yeah. 6.5 seconds. Jif the Pomeranian did 10 metres in 6.5 <sighs> seconds. You've got it right. <laughs> Little bonus fact. He also did it on his front two paws. So that was on his back two paws. He's also got the record for five metres on his front two paws. Do you want to guess at how quick he did that? Five metres. Five metres. Yeah. I'm going to say four seconds. 7.76 seconds. Much harder to run on your front paws. I thought he essentially would have got up on his front paws and And then just fallen forward. (laughs) And then, oh, another record. (laughs) (laughs) Another one right. You're doing very well at this quiz. How are you on? You're four out of five so far. Very good. Question six. Fastest time to pop 100 balloons by a dog. Oh, I've seen a video of this. Ooh. Maybe not the video, but I've seen videos. There was one that was on, I think it was, was it Britain's Got Talent or something like that. Uh, that isn't that. what this record is, but that was the record at the time. Oh. Mm. So, the uh, yeah, A, 22 seconds, B, 31 seconds, or C, 39 seconds. How many balloons? 100 balloons. 100 balloons? Mm. 39 seconds is still good. Mm. I can tell you that they put them on the floor in like a grid formation and he goes yapping around, popping them all. So, They're not in like a big... Not all like, like a big a paddling tether. pool. No, no, no. They were very much... I think they were like tied to the floor in, oh. like a, in like a grid formation. So they're not going flopping around. That makes a difference. Yeah. That makes a big difference. In that case, 100... It was done by Twinkie, a Jack Russell from California in June 2016, if that helps you. And if you do it in 20 seconds, mm-hmm. that's like five a second. Five a second, yeah. But they are all very, very close together. Like as in, they're literally touching each other in this grid formation. Interesting. I'm, just, I'm just imagining it. I'm just mm. trying to picture I'll, I'll it. give you a little bit of time. An interesting fact, her mother, the dog's mother, Anastasia was also a record holder for this. 
She was one of the previous record holders for this. Is that nature or nurture? Mm, it's a good question, isn't it? Evidence to one or the other. I don't know. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if it's is, the well, same both, trainer. They've had both, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> the nature and nurture. Um, Evidence neither way. Science, you've been fooled again. <laughs> 22, 30... 22, 31 or 39? Oh, I'm going to have to go 31. 31. I think gone middle again. Five in a second is... So quick. I think that's too quick yeah. for a dog to manage. 22 seconds is too quick, but 31 is also too quick. Oh. The correct answer is 39. That's still quick, though. Another wrong. <clears throat> but yeah, very, very quick. That's still three a second, is it? Just, yeah. Just, just, under, just yeah. under three a second. Still pretty impressive, isn't it? Like If you watch the video, she's like, bang, 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 bang. But like punctuated a little oh, bit yeah. so there's like a lot of bangs in a go and then a little pause oh, okay. while she runs to the next bit so yeah that's kind of why it slows down a little bit question where are we up to question seven most skips in a dog oh no sorry <laughs> most skips in a minute <laughs> with a human by a dog <laughs> not most skips in a dog <laughs> <laughs> or most dogs in a skip <laughs> most dogs in a skip <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to go and try that one after, after this podcast aren't we <laughs> it's not really a skip. sport is it <laughs> put the it, it, in it the is bin. if you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> if, if you enjoy it and it's uh, physically taxing yeah. it's a sport <laughs> listen to our golden on goal next week to find out whether it's a sport or not so most most skips. skips in a minute with a human by a dog. So skips over a rope. Yeah. Is it A thirty seven, B fifty nine, or C seventy three? Oh, can they? Did they do two ropes at the same time? No, it's over one rope. Over one rope. Yeah. Oh, he's rotating his yeah. eyes to try and work out how quick. <laughs> if you like, you watch um, Muhammad Ali or like. The top boxers, they're always skipping, aren't they? To try and keep their feet fast. Yeah. I sort they of, do it so quick. I sort of feel like you'd need two people doing like the, a, the swing. Not either yeah. end. So this, that was not the case. Oh, it was game changer. The, yeah. Well, in the picture I saw, it was her holding the rope and the dog and her jumping over it. It was only a picture. So whether that was the case, was I didn't the see the video. This, this one was in uh, December 2016. Oh, recent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what were the value skins? Thirty-seven, fifty-nine, or seventy-three. I think in I think you would train for one a second, so I'm going to say fifty-nine. I think fifty-nine. You're correct. <laughs> one a second. That's what you've gone for. That's very good. <laughs> I think one a second probably is about a limit. I don't know. Yeah. They, so they beat the previous record by one, by one skip. Wow. So yeah. it, I reckon they must be getting close to how how like what is, what is physically, physically possible, possible unless yeah. you until you like shorten the rope yeah and, and then you have to be and then yeah you have to be shorter it, yeah but it'd be more difficult and you'd be more likely to fall over yeah and land on your dog that would be bad so you got that one right question eight most balls caught by a dog in its paws in one minute oh awesome is it A8, B11, or C14? I'm going to say 8 because I wanted to be really rubbish. <laughs> just for a minute, just throwing balls at oh, a dog. It. Oh, he's dropped another one. <laughs> I did, no, he's dropped his coin's mouth. <laughs> 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 I 
I so to get him to do it, I imagine you have to say a command word, right? Like that's how dogs work, isn't it? You command them to do. Uh, well, they thing. they can do it by actions eventually. Oh really? Like, so yeah, if you point and stuff, rather than automatically catching it in the mouth, because that yeah. would be their nature, wouldn't it? To yeah, just catch things in their mouth. So yeah, maybe if they just train it to be like that. So you think it was only eight? Yeah. The correct answer is fourteen. Oh, loads! Big by Purin, the the beagle from Ito, Japan, who is a multiple world record holder. Oh, he was the previous record holder for the skips in a minute. Oh, was that, he? He had fifty-eight. Versatile, so yeah. Um, but he also caught a lot of balls in his paws, like his owner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also holds the record for the fastest 10 metres travelled on a ball by a dog. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, balancing on a ball yeah. and, like, jiggling. Like uh, Jack Sparrow in the first parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. When they're running on that wheel. So, fastest 10 metres travelled on a ball. Five seconds, seven seconds, or nine seconds. Ooh, uh, depends how big the ball was. I've seen the video for this one. The ball was... Like one of those big yoga balls. Yes, it was, yeah, that sort of size. He is a beagle. So not the smallest dog, but not the biggest either. What are the values again? Five, seven, or nine to do ten metres. I'm going to go nine. Nine seconds to do ten metres. You're right. (laughs) You are right. Very good. It's quite hard. I watched him do it. He's, He's struggling, but... He also looked like he could do it for hours. Yeah. He does not look like he's going to stop. So I reckon, <laughs> Come back. Yeah, I reckon he could get the record for 100, 200, <laughs> kilometer, Why marathon. 10? Yeah. Last one. Highest speed recorded on land by a crocodile. Ooh. Is it A, 10 meters, oh, sorry, 10 miles per hour, B, 20 miles per hour, or C, 30 miles per hour? 10, 20, 30. 10, 20 or 30. Uh, that's that, that, like, initial push, they're really quick. Uh, yeah. But not 30 miles an hour quick. Mm. It was done by an unknown crocodile, so it didn't have a name, but it was of the sp- species Crocodilus johnstoni, and it is one of the few crocodiles which can gallop like a horse. Oh, I... It looks yeah. like a gecko when it uh, runs, yeah. but it's got a fucking terrifying mouth on the front named after john stone for their named after john stones play (laughs) their playmaking abilities and the fact that he can gallop (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's one of the few man city players who can gallop (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm gonna say 20 30 seems too fast 20 miles per hour yeah the correct answer is 10 it's only 10 they are slow 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 as you say that I'm going to post a video of this. And it's pretty fast. Don't be scared. Don't have nightmares about it because it's <laughs> bloody terrifying. I find crocodiles terrifying. They're scary things. They look like, like they're like something that's lasted throughout history, like from prehistoric history. Yeah. They just and look they're terrifying. showing their age. <laughs> Going 10 miles an hour. Yeah. He has to do it with a Zimmer frame. But um, so you got six out of 10. That's good. Not bad. I'll give you. One beagle. Really? Yep. <laughs> He's in the car. Absolutely take that. <laughs> I cranked a window for him. He's out in the car. <laughs> Off you go. Do you like dogs and skips or crocs and gallops? 
By the way, with a place for you right here at Brady's Dogs Record Shop. Uh, a lot of balls were kicked around at the weekend, and not all of them were ours. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurt. <laughs> It's been recorded now, so you have to... Yep, it's going in the show now, isn't it? Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. Some people played football at the weekend. Some did, and I watched some of it. (laughs) You watched some of it. Yeah, we watched some of it. I didn't watch that much of it this week. Um, I thought about it, and then I didn't, so... I watched some of it live. You did. You went to the villa, didn't you? It's not often I get out of the house, no. but when I do, I get treated <laughs> to a 3-0 thrashing. 3-0 drubbing. And it's I... the first time I've le- ever left a football game early. Really? Yeah. Didn't even stay to the end? Some- somebody had a train to catch. One of our number had a train okay. to catch. And they were 3-0 down already. Yeah. Fair. Uh, so when the, the second goal went in at the beginning of the first half, this mm. is for Swansea, Villa Swansea. Yep. And there was lots of grumbling. I think people would have walked out then. <laughs> I imagine there was a lot of grumbling throughout the game, given that it was at the Villa. <laughs> yeah. But literally, as soon as the third goal touched the back of the net, yeah. in like the 70th, 79th minute, mm. something like that, half the same, just up. Really? Just, <sighs> Rose has won? Yeah. Giving it a sand innovation? No. <laughs> <laughs> we stuck around for a bit. Yeah. And we like, uh, should we go? Yeah. <laughs> It's worth yeah. it though. Gone, gone the first train. Got the early came. train. Nice. Um, so that was a terrible game. <laughs> there were, there were some cup sets. There was, yeah. There, there quite often is, isn't there? In the FA Cup third round. Yeah, it's the first round with the big lads in it. There's always a couple who uh, and they don't know what they're doing. Shocked. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've not they've not prepared. They've not practiced. So um, I've I've noted down five cup yep. sets. So we'll just go some very quickly. Yep. Uh, Newport beat Leicester yeah that was a big one wasn't it Newport League 2 League right? 2 yeah. 84 places below Leicester huge upset and Leicester having a pretty solid season yeah doing fine yeah Yeah, like cool. top of the middle yeah yeah I mean they're, they're pretty solid aren't they in the Premiership at the moment they're not not setting the world alight but they're not going to win it again this season no though. definitely not but <laughs> they are um, solidly yeah. like they're not the sort of team that would just say sod the cup we need to stay up no. So it's it's a big result for Newport that. Um Gillingham. Gillingham, your favourite. The, the one you're really good at saying. Oh Gillingham. <laughs> he well he's oh, he's George back. Weir. He's back to Haunt <laughs> Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. In spirit, if not in physical presence. He's too busy being the president of wherever he's the president of. <laughs> uh Gillingham beat Cardiff one nil. They did. Yeah. Uh, Gillingham in League One. Yeah, so that that makes more sense because Cardiff are in relegation trouble. Aren't yes, they? so you can and see why they they're would... in a bit of a slump. Yeah, you see, yeah, so they're not in good form, and you can see why they would not want to stay in the cup, try and yes. stay up in the league. So that makes a bit more sense. Uh, similarly, Bristol one nil against Huddersfield. Yeah, same situation. Also struggling, isn't it? Yeah, and again, Oldham v Fulham. Fulham in the relegation. Yeah. The results are getting better. Yeah. So, um, Ranieri would oh, be yeah. a little bit disappointed, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the results were getting better, but. Yeah. Um, again, I think teams who are down the bottom of the league probably think, let's, let's just, we'll try in the cup, but we're not going to try 100%, yeah. are we? I think. Although it would have been maybe good for morale to get a bit of a cup run going, it's much more important to win the games in the Premiership. Yes, for and, them it is. At and the Ranieri, moment. I really rate Ranieri as a manager. I think he'll 
I think he'll do the trick at Fulham. I hope so. Yeah, he's a good lad. I was sad when he got fired from uh, Leicester. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit unfair. I've been like, after such a short time after he led them to the title. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, it was when Dimitero, like when Dimitero got sacked from Chelsea after winning the Champions uh, yeah. League. You're like, oh, come what, on. What more do I need what to do? What more can he do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The final one, possibly the biggest, mm. uh, cups it. Sheffield United lost 1-0 to Barnet. Yes. Who Big are result. a National League yeah. side. And, and Sheffield United are doing well in the championship. Are they? The moment, yeah, I, I don't follow the championship all that well, but I'd heard it was the big upset of the, the round, really. And it is like for a, a conf- what is the conference is now to, for that team to get through like the fourth it's round. It's such a step up yeah. for them. They, and they must have gone through rounds and rounds oh, to yeah. get there. The conference teams come in in like the first round proper, I yeah. think, don't they? So the, yeah, that, that is a long run already for them. Also, massive. Like revenue boost for the for the club. I haven't I haven't seen who they're playing in the next round. No, I haven't seen the fourth round draw apart from the sort of big names that we've we've mentioned. Um, Yeah, I think like the cup really matters to those sort of teams, like League Two teams, National League teams. Every single round you get through is a massive boost to your income for the season. That's why I think a lot of the a lot of the times you get these cup upsets in the FA Cup because it just matters so much. Yeah. They play out of their skins. And by all accounts, that's what happened in that game. That yeah. Burton, uh, Barnett just played out of their skin to to win it. Uh, other notable result, um, Liverpool lost to Wolves. Yes, they did. For I didn't see any of the highlights other than no. the goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Wolves winner. Yeah. yeah. The Wolves goal to win it minutes. was um, goal it was, of the round. It was a screamer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't see and it, it was a good goal. It. From what I've read, uh, a few pundits suggested that um, Liverpool's sort of second string, yeah, as it were, they played some kids in there. I think let them ball. down. Oh, really? However, I think it was a mistake to play them. Yeah. I know Liverpool are going for their first Premier League title, yeah. but I would have thought they'd have bigger ambitions than than out in the third round. In just the a Premier League. Oh, I see what you mean. I, like, yeah, it is huge for them. They haven't won it in ages because yeah. they're shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I can definitely see them. I feel like Klopp would go for just winning the league because it's it would be massive for Liverpool. It would be huge, and it would buy him a lot of good favour. Yeah, I don't. I think if he wins, if he wins the FA Cup, fine. They might get a bit of good favour, but if he wins the league for Liverpool for the first time in thirty years or something, that would be massive. And he would like buy himself a job for three or four years. Yeah, without a doubt, he'd get a massive contract extension if he gets that. I guess that's just the mentality of a small club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because United they they tried to win everything. That's yeah. Well. Mourinho didn't, but other managers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there is an expectation at United of, but, but they because they have won everything in recent history. Yeah. It's not like they haven't, like they've even won the Champions League in recent history. So there's nothing that United haven't won in say the last twenty years. Yeah. So they kind of expect to win yeah. everything. And there was uh, when Fergie was there, there was a culture of winning everything, wasn't there? 
Um, yeah. So just on the the big clubs, United mm. got through two uh, 0 against Reading, and they've got Arsenal in the fourth round. Yeah, the that tie used of the to round. Be, it used to be the big one, didn't it? In the early two thousands, yeah. Anytime United and Arsenal played, that was fireworks. Probably not so much this no. year. Both of them, not. I mean, they're not awful, but they're a little bit off the pace they are, at the yes. top of the league. But still, like you say, tie of the round definitely be worth a watch. And Man City got through easily. Tottenham got through easily. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I'm glad there's been a lot of up, uh, upsets, mm. and hopefully those teams will carry on. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's always nice to see a long run by a low team, isn't it? Yes, always good for the FA Cup to have that in it. In the league, a big result after we recorded last week: Liverpool losing to City in the league. Uh, yeah, it's it's kept it open. Yeah, it really has. It's like it's it has opened up the league again because if had had um, Liverpool won that game, they'd have been like away ten clear. points clear. Yeah, of City and uh, the Spurs are second, aren't they? So they'd, yeah. they'd have been a few more points clear of Spurs as well. So it's really brought the title race back into contention again, which is what we said last week, isn't it? Like we, although it looked like Liverpool were running away from it a little bit. Just takes that one result, doesn't it? One yeah, bad result. Absolutely. It's within four points now, which is nothing yeah, really. When not you've got yeah. what sixteen games yeah, left to play, it was a massive six pointer. And yes, it like, was. And it's good to see those at the moment because last year we didn't really have any. No. <laughs> City just ran away with it the whole season. So it's looking like it's going to be a much more exciting end to the season at the moment, which is very good. Three teams, feasibly four teams still in contention. Chelsea right on the outskirts. Brings uh, them back into it though, doesn't it? Yeah. Lots of people um, saying, oh, this is a good test of Man City. We'll mm. see how they handle pressure. Forgetting that when they first won the Premier League, mm. they won it in the last yeah. minute. In, in the highest pressure moment there could possibly yeah. have been. Yeah. So they have felt the pressure and they have come through it before. Yeah. Liverpool have felt the pressure and stumbled. In the league, yeah, they have. Uh, under it yeah. uh, well, recently, again, anyway. Feasibly in the Champions League last year as well, you could be yeah. said. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, but not much has been made of how they'll handle the pressure. I mean, like, they're professional I footballers, mean, I'm sure will be fine. But <laughs> They might be, but I don't know. They lost last night, didn't they? Or lost the other night to the City and that was a big pressure match. Yeah. They didn't have anyone missing, did they? Not as far as I know. No. There, was, there was a full-strength Liverpool team. Sterling, who was onside despite the appeals from Liverpool. And here's Sane. Goal! It's Sane who breaks through and via the woodwork fires into the back of the net. Staying on football. Yep. A couple of people being a bit naughty. Looking off the pitch a little bit, aren't we now? Yeah. Behind the, behind the scenes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, because they're all naughty on the pitch. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll, the territory. we'll start with the probably least funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? It's always good to start with the least <laughs> funny thing. Uh, Wayne Rooney was arrested for public intoxication in uh, America. I think that's quite funny. <laughs> it, it is, yes. It's a little drunk face. <laughs> His reason for it was that he'd been taking sleeping pills whilst drinking yeah, on a flight. Which... Like his agent was like, "Oh, come on, guys! It's just the fact that he took sleeping pills and was drinking. You're not supposed to do that. It says on the bottle. Don't, <laughs> don't mix these with alcohol. It'll make you get arrested in Nevada or wherever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in those words. Yeah. In Nevada or wherever you are. 
Yeah, so I I don't think that is a good excuse no. for it. I, when I first read it, I heard he had a bad reaction to sleeping medication. I was like, oh, okay, that that's feasible. Yeah, he, yeah, he'd come it, off a plane. It happen. Yeah. yeah. When I heard that he'd been drinking with it, I was like, well, there you go. Then <laughs> he's got a drink problem because <laughs> he mixed sleeping pills with two bottles of whiskey and heroin. So. <laughs> And then had a late dinner. <laughs> and then fought a police officer. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that is going to get you arrested. Right? Yeah, I read that he, um, it was an arrest for, what was it, in, being intoxicated in public yes. and or swearing. <laughs> both of which are felon, oh, not felonies, <laughs> misdemeanors. <laughs> he got sent to, to the clink. No, he didn't. He got a $95 fine, which I'm sure he's going to really hit uh, his pocket. I mean, he's going to really It was struggle. a $25 dollar fine. That's right, yeah. Plus $91 in <laughs> cost. Yeah. yeah, it was £95, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the $25 fine for a multi-billion dollar yeah. star is ridiculous. Like the police department could have made themselves a little bit of dosh then. Yeah, they could have done. Yeah. It's um, going to cost them more to have taken him in in petrol than it got them in a fine. <laughs> well, that's worth the $91. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's true, yeah, the cost. <laughs> expenses, <laughs> that policeman's expenses. Um, oh, but he probably got an autograph. Well, that's true, yeah, he sell that on eBay. <laughs> yeah. That'd be another $10. Um, talking of money, <laughs> Frank Ribery. <laughs> I saw this briefly. He's been in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. For, yeah, he... Um, he ate a steak covered in gold. That's what I read. And posted it on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. And, well, yeah, like his, his tweet was, was showing off the fact he was eating a steak covered in gold, which if I ate a steak covered in gold, the first people I would tell is my hundreds of thousands of followers. All of our 234 backseat coaches. Many? Yeah, I know. We've been bad. working hard on it. <laughs> uh, all of our Twitter followers would be the first to hear, wouldn't they? They would be the first. They would. We tell. Uh, well, I, I mean, that's just... what social media is for. It's to yeah. show off. That's what it's about. Yeah, it's not about your everyday life. No, no one cares. I was reading a thing today about James Milner, about his first tweet when he was ironing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there's that boring Milner account that like said, oh, it's nice when some, when a person parodies your account. <laughs> yeah. The actual James Milner. That That is why you don't tweet stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to tweet something, it's going to have to be a gold-covered steak, isn't so, it? So, yeah, especially for footballers. Like, yeah. you I have... don't even understand why he's in trouble. Um... So I think he got in trouble for his reaction to the reaction. Oh, that's right. Yes, I, I, yeah, I, that's right. I yeah, think that's I why he that. got in trouble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've I've seen um, various prices for this steak. Yeah. Ranging between three hundred pounds and a thousand pounds. Yeah, I read that, and he said that that was all made up, and he got it given to him for free by the hotel or wherever he was. Uh, by Salt Bay, Is that the what it was? chef. Salt Bay is the is that a person? Yes. What? It 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 it's a nickname. Okay, all right. Why why is he called Salt Bay? You know, because it's it's who you go to for your salt. <laughs> <laughs> is it the person that you put before all else for your salt? Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> all you Twitter fans will understand that joke. <laughs> ben obviously went straight over his head. <laughs> I, I I just don't want to uh, bite on <laughs> such tr- trivial. <laughs> Zoop. Um so when he posted it it mm. kicked off yeah. uh, loads of people I said that, yeah. um 
like he's foolish for splashing his cash, yeah. like showing that footballers are too rich. And he essentially said, yeah, I'm rich. I can spend my money on whatever I want. Yeah. Piss off, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's free to do that. That's what I think. But <laughs> I think he did use some more fruity language than what we just used. <laughs> I think that's why he might have got in trouble. Yes. He used a few swearsies, didn't he? He would have got arrested in Nevada for that. Definitely. <laughs> 20, $20, 30 dollar fine. $30 fine. At, at the very least. <laughs> 70 million pounds in costs. So to uh, rub salt in the wound, oh. he, he got a heavy fine from his club. <laughs> Why? Because he's heavy. Is that the joke? <laughs> that, that, that's, all that's all they've said. They've said it's a heavy it fine, a heavy but they fine. haven't told us how much. Oh, I see. $30. He, he probably had, just had to cook for the team. <laughs> get, get us one of those steaks, would you, Frank? <laughs> team of the week. Team of the week this week mm. is a curling team Ooh. vying for a place at the 2022 Olympics. Ooh. That's their aim. Ooh. But what's special about this team Ooh. is it's been formed by former NFL star des- defensive end Jared Allen. Ooh. Jared you know, Allen. Your favourite defensive end. My favourite defensive end. I love a defensive end, me. And three other former NFL players. That's interesting, isn't it? They're so they're just going to be throwing those rocks down so hard, just trying to smack <laughs> them. <laughs> Touchdown! <laughs> Do you reckon after they like... After they knock them all out of the way, they'll be like patting each other's bums and like jumping around doing chest bumps and stuff. It's not really that sort of sport, curling, it's is it? It's not that sort of sport, no. but from what I've read, it wouldn't be a miss in curling. Oh, really? Oh, after we, we did talk about those curling guys who turned up drunk, didn't we? <laughs> we did, yeah. They were banned. <laughs> they were banned. Um, so, uh, Jared started this when he made a wager with a friend uh. t- that he would become an Olympic champion oh, and okay. then picked a sport. What, picked a sport for the bet or the bet was just he would become an Olympic champion? He would become an Olympic and champion. And he chose any sport. And then he chose curling. Uh, it's a bit like, do you remember that woman who was in the Winter Olympics this year? Who got there? Oh yeah! <laughs> just by like going to all the tournaments, you yeah. just had to go to a number of tournaments <laughs> to get to the Olympics, and he just skis down, doesn't do any of the jumps, <laughs> <laughs> he skis all the way down. That was funny. Um, but they, they are they are taking it seriously. They have mm. a coach. Um, well, they if they're going to be champions, they're going to need a coach. Yeah, but curling is quite hotly contested as well, especially in like Canada are big in it, Sweden, yeah, and GB obviously are big in it as well. So. One of the other members of the team has played before oh, okay. and sort of knew the culture around curling, mm. whereby you go for drinks with other teams afterwards and stuff, and the winners oh, okay. by the losing team around. Oh, that's quite nice. So uh, this guy who's played before, Keith Bullock, mm. a linebacker, oh, okay. former linebacker. Said he's mainly in it for the beers. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be able to hold them as well, don't they? They're big lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of beers. Yeah, but they said the whole curling community has been really welcoming. They haven't. Uh, they haven't just seen them as like a bunch of jocks. Yeah, that's really not. I taking hope, it on. I hope they're not coming at it with that 
just fucking around sort of attitude and they're actually oh, just, trying this sport's easy we're gonna make yeah it to the and Olympics. then just like smashing stuff out of the way like, just <laughs> hurling everything and like jumping around no it's a, it sounds like everybody's been uh, quite respectful both, on both sides yeah. of the uh the the sort of fresh to curling and the yeah. experienced curlers so could be a really good story couldn't it yeah like it'd be incredible if they uh went on to be olympic yeah. champions good luck lads I hope they wear all their pads. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them with like the war paint on their face and stuff. Massive helmet. <laughs> oh, I'm hot. <laughs> Team of the week. Funny story this week is Thomas Bjorn's bottom. That's the end. No. Just leave it there. <laughs> I've seen it. It's a hoot. It's a right lark. <laughs> um, Thomas Bjorn, captain of the European Ryder Cup team this year. They had a famous win this year. Um, and he said if they were to, to win this, and so they did a little WhatsApp group for all the players yeah. of the team. And in that WhatsApp group, he said, if we win, boys, I will get a tattoo in a place where only Grace will see. Now that sounds really sort of profound, but Grace is his girlfriend, so, so <laughs> it makes a bit more sense. Um, so it's his bottom. That's where he's had it done. And do we know what he's had? Tattooed? He has a tattoo of the Ryder Cup trophy with seventeen and a half, ten and a half either side of it. Yeah. So the scoreline for for this year's Ryder Cup, quite good, quite sort of um, what's the word? Little and uh, petite. No, what what word am I looking for? Succinct. I don't know. Yeah, you can nice. have a succinct tattoo. Yeah, I think so. And if, if you can, he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's it's not it's not too garish. It's quite uh, understated. He wasn't very confident in them winning, was he? No. <laughs> That's why he. Ah, oh, this will be a laugh. He put his butt on the line. <laughs> quite literally. Um, I think it was a good idea, and uh, Ian Poulter said it in the group that it was sort of extra motivation for them to win. Um, I bet Ian Poulter's ass is covered in tattoos. <laughs> he seems like the sort of stupid ones. <laughs> he would bet an ass tattoo on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I can drink one beer. Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> ass tattoo. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, but I think in that uh, WhatsApp group that Thomas Bjorn was the butt of a lot of the jokes. Wait. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everyone, and sticking through to the end. I'm sure there's many of you still left at this point. Sounds like thanks for persevering. Thanks for, thanks for sticking with us on this one, guys. It is a hard one. I know it was a hard slog. <laughs> um, but if for whatever reason you enjoyed it, and I don't know why you would, but you can find more episodes at backseatcoaches.co.uk. And follow us on Facebook for all the latest news and episodes. That's right. You can follow us on Twitter at Backseat Coaches. That's for all sorts of fun stuff on there. And if you're tech savvy and you have the iTunes. The iTunes. If you're an (laughs) Apple slave, that's what I mean. Uh, please leave us a five-star review. Yes, please. And the more you can do, the better. If you can tell someone as well that about the episode and like, don't tell them the bad bits. Just tell them the good bits, okay? And that's not even going to take you very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's five seconds out of your day. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>